The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, you shouldn't rock the boat. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. Now, you guys who are watching by the video platform right now, you'll see this is the previous show's day. Uh, or the previous day's show, sorry. And on, <clears throat> so we're pre recording right now. It wasn't lying, we're live at the moment, but we're pre recording the show. And uh, on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from the previous day. You can click on the play button, play that up until three o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we are. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and then look for the Rumble icon, bottom right hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Also, while you're over on Rumble, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, that's right up under where the video is. It says follow, unfollow, or it should say follow. Um, <clears throat> click on that, and that should get you set up. If you have followed us on Rumble, if you subscribe, make sure that that is showing unfollow now because that'll be that'll be what you have. Several people have said they've they've been unsubscribed. Of course, we can't do that. That's on Rumble, but just make sure that that's that's done so you get the notifications and things. I guess they're still in, still sending out notifications, uh, but make sure you're subscribed over there. And then also we're we're live streaming over on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live. If you will sign up for our email newsletter again, we're highly censored <clears throat> on any kind of social media platform. We're actually censored pretty heavily on our emails as well. A lot of those end up in spam. So if you're getting, if you're not getting them, look in your spam folder first to see if that's the issue. Uh, but you can sign up for our email newsletter that goes out once a day. It goes up between, uh, you know, late afternoon, early evening, and uh, you get all the articles that we have in there, including the morning show archive. So be sure to sign up for that. And then if you're looking for anything that we've talked about, there is a search bar right up under there. I get a lot of people that ask me, okay? They're, they ask me, well, you know, can I find this this article, whatever? If you've got some keywords, maybe a name of a person or what we talked about, put that in there. 
that should bring it right up and you should be good to go. All right. So <clears throat> this morning we've got a surprise guest with us. And, uh, you know, today that we're recording is Wednesday. Now, obvious, I say today, that's for me. Today that it's airing, it will be Thursday. But normally on Wednesday, we used to have Rotten of the Core Wednesday with the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor. And uh, so it's, it's kind of nostalgic in a way that we're doing. Uh, we're, we're bringing back Lynn on uh, because she's got some important information to share with you. And my privilege to welcome back to the Common, back to the Sons of Liberty, the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good to see you, Lynn. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to be back. And I tell you what, it is a tongue twister sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the middle, well, the longer the day goes on for me, yeah. the more that happens. And I don't know why. Um, mm -hmm. I have a, a hard enough time in the morning. So everybody's noticing. Uh, sometimes I'm thinking of a word and it's right here. I can even see the word written out, but for whatever reason, it doesn't go from there and translate out. And I, and then 10 minutes later, I'll remember what the word is or somebody's very kind in the chat to help me. But You've got some pretty interesting information that people need to know about. And uh, so that's why we got you back on. So do you want to tell people, first of all, how are things going with you? Because we haven't seen you since the last time we've had you on, which was what? A month about and a half? Month ago. Months ago. Yeah. Somebody? Yeah. Because we, we first started talking about the proposed changes yep. and that, that the Department of Ed wants to do, especially targeting special needs. And that's why I'm back today, because I've got some new information to go with that. Well, so, but as far as what, as far as how I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, I have a diagnostic follow-up test in September. So I have to go for that to make sure everything is, you know, still clear. Um, other than that, I think everything's just busy, busy, busy. So but you're yeah, going, I'm, I'm but hanging. You're going yeah. international now too. You've got, so you're doing some things. Yeah. By Zoom, do you uh, want to let people in on that before we get into this stuff? Sure. Yeah. Um, there is a group over in the United Kingdom, Project Libertas UK is their name. And uh, through our show that we did for, you know, all those many years, uh, they got wind of me. They looked at my blog and they're like, you know, hey, Lynn, we want you to do a presentation. So tomorrow afternoon, Thursday afternoon, uh, the 20th of July, I'm going to be doing a presentation that will be over in Stroud. Uh, I think that's Gloucestershire, uh, United Kingdom. Uh, it'll be 7 p.m. for them. And it'll be about a couple of hours uh, presentation. I don't know if, if people remember when Suzanne and I were doing the Liberty Bells over on Rumble. We did a big uh, series on MindSpace. Well, they're having a lot of problems in the United Kingdom, not only with the MindSpace, but how it connects to the social and emotional grooming that is going on in education. And so that is what I'm going to be speaking on. Okay. All right. Great. Well, what do you got for us today? Okay, when I was here last month, I raised awareness about the proposed changes. And again, uh, we'll have all that stuff in the archives for you. But this is on the Federal Register, and we have until August the 1st, Tim, to make comments. Now, when I first brought this to everyone's attention, there might have been somewhere around 100 comments, maybe less. I don't know. I checked a couple of days ago and it's up over a thousand comments. But when you look at the millions of people that this is going to impact, because they're saying, oh yes, this is going to go after the IDEA fund, which is the Individuals with Disability Education Act money. That's your target group. 
but in all actuality, this is going after every child and every family. And I'll get to that. But I just wanted to point out, we have until August the 1st to raise dissent on this. Now, I just did a show last night where it was pre-recorded as well. And we were talking about, well, okay, if I go and I dissent, why is that going to make a difference? Or will it make a difference? Probably not, Tim, but if we take the time, even if it won't change the government's mind, even if we go and, and say our piece that we're against this tyranny, we have shown our families, we have shown our children, we have shown our neighbors that we are willing to take that stand, even though we may not affect the change that we want. But you never know. There might be enough uproar over this that they actually do listen and stop so you certainly could use this to uh, hold your elected officials or those who are running for office accountable so i'm not going to say that it's not worth commenting i think it is do i think it's going to change the government's mind no and i've got proof of that so we'll get into that but i wanted to point out another thing that is not being brought up about these proposed changes it puts a dollar amount in the hands of the schools going, okay, under Title I funding, which shifted in every Student Succeeds Act from per pupil need, those with special needs who needed it and were receiving those services, to whole school. And we've been over this, Tim. That means everybody. And now they're attaching it to the whole community school, which means you don't even have to go to the public school to be in, ensnared in this because they're offering free, not only food, but health care in all forms, including uh, mental health. Now, this also will tie to HR 5, which is the federal level parents bill of rights. And it will go into this is a House Representative Amendment number 128. It was featured in House Report 118-12. And it allows Title I funding money to follow the students, be it public school, private school, and even homeschool. And Representative Chip Roy out of Texas is the idiot who is saying, oh, yeah, let's do this. Let's have more money follow the child because, after all, it's done such a great job in education. We need to have it in uh, their school-related health care as well. Well, let's 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 again address the the main thing there, and that is the Tenth Amendment. We yeah. we never gave the federal government any authority to be involved in education, nor to provide right. instruction on it, nor to provide yeah. money for it. And that's they're tying all this in. This is again, yeah. and 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 you just mentioned Chip Roy. I mean, this guy is held up as though he's a good guy, right? And yet oh, he's pushing yes. anti-constitutional legislation and funding what what is up with that well you know it's because it's an election season and oh goody we're going to say anything and everything to act like we're the savior of the of the nation because remember the gop is putting all the blame of all the ill on the democrats side yep now the the democrats are saying okay yeah this is a good thing because yes we need more you know more intrusion all right, that's one side of this this puzzle. The other side is the GOP going, oh, look, it's all of them. They're doing it all, and we are the only ones who can save you. 
BS and horse hockey. No, they are not saving us. They are ensnaring us in just as much uh, fascism, socialism, and communism that they possibly can. That's right. Now, these proposed changes keep mentioning the act. And I did some digging, and this is part of the new information. I did some digging. It is not the Every Student Succeeds Act. That laid enough framework that they don't need to really reference that a whole heck of a lot. They do need to tie it into current legislation, which is that HR5, the uh, federal level uh, parental rights. And here, let me point something out about that. That's a wolf in sheep's clothing as well, because it's telling you, oh, the federal government is going to give you the right to review the curriculum or give you the right to hear about what's going on at school or in your community. Because remember, these are tying into those full service community centers, which are turning your schools into one stop government shopping centers, if you will, where you don't go and get your education, but you go and get your your government supplied food, your government supplied health care, your government supplied uh, mental health overreaches uh, and all the other junk that comes with it. But the act is the Social Security Act. I was able to find that. And here it is. And I've got it for folks. Uh, it is the 1992 supplement that the federal government gave to the states going Okay, states, here are all the ways you have to dance to the federal funding for a partnership between the federal and the state on health care, which, again, is not in our Constitution. It is not federalism. Federalism uh, specifically said there were certain things the states had jurisdiction over, and health care was one of them. Education was another. Yeah, and let's, let's remind people we're... Uh, a lot, at least for the southern states, and I would say even from mm -hmm. probably Midwest on, all of that came in as their their intrusion into education came under Lincoln and his predecessors. That's the reason I, I the reason I know that if you go from out from under the um, the, the, the original ones, mm -hmm. or not the original uh, colonies, but the states who were around at the time of the uh, the. Uh, war to enslave the states. Right. One of the things that you'll find is <clears throat> you'll find the northern states were already doing public education. The southern states, not so much. In fact, that mm -hmm. was one of the things I, I continually point people back to Arnold Dabney's work on secular education. On secular education was, was the was the book he gave, and he was talking about examining what was going on in the north due to public education and that they would force it on the south and they did they got us to put it in our um mm -hmm. constitutions in order to control us that's right. why you have public education it isn't to educate it's to control you right and, and this will further control the family because this is i mean they're they're coming at it from the angle of oh yes we care so much about your family and we want to make sure that we're going to put these Medicaid services in your school because after all, if you don't have access or you don't have a way to get to the health care, we're going to bring it to you. That sounds lovely. No, because it's coming in again after homeschool families just as much as those that, who are in the system. Now, as far as these 1992 guidelines, not guidelines, but mandatory uh, parameters, it tells you that the states are required through Medicaid to provide certain services like inpatient hospital services or outpatient hospital services, rural health clinics, federally qualified health centers, other labs and x-ray services, nursing facility services, 
early and periodic screening diagnostics and treatment and going on to family planning services and supplies, physicians services, medical and surgical services uh, furnished by a dentist, midwifery, uh, certified pediatric nurse practitioners, home health services, and then it goes into optional services that your state can uh, choose to include in this uh, or not. Now, here's what we're noticing in these proposed changes and in the comprehensive guide that the Department of Health and Human Services has also conveniently just published, because after all, we have proposed changes, but yet we have some of the language from those proposed changes that are already being set in stone in this comprehensive guide. Now, here is the document, Tim. It's uh, almost 200 pages. And I've gone through every bit of it. And what was so alarming was it was one of the times where I've been able to see, okay, from the Department of Education, here are the proposed changes. Now here from the Department of Health and Human Services, they're not proposed changes. These are the, the uh, comprehensive guidance and mandates that the health department is coming in and saying, okay, for school-based health services, Here's the way the states are going to sing, and here's the way the states are going to dance, and here's how it will involve all the families. Now, let me get back to a couple of points on these 1992 parameters, and then I want to dive into this uh, health and human service documents. When you heard the word federally qualified health center, you probably thought of a hospital. Well, under the Every Student Succeeds Act, and we have talked about this, Tim, because of the shift in that Title I funding from per pupil to whole school, it turned the entire school into a federally qualified health center, thus being able to embed some of those mandatory and optional services that were foisted upon the states 30 years ago. Okay, so let me ask a question about that, because one of the big sure. things that we've been seeing here is sure. about taking children and mm -hmm. giving them the convid shot at school without parental notification, uh, yep. giving them uh, some of these puberty blockers, drugs, mm -hmm. also even taking, you know, we were, uh, I forget which were, which state it was that I was dealing with, but they were talking mm -hmm. about children as young as 13 being taken in to have their bodies mutilated through what they call sex chain surgery, no such thing, uh, without parental notification. And even some reports said down as low as 11. Are you telling me this is how they're trying to justify it? They're putting these kinds of things in to say, we're not only education, we're going to be your hospital too. Exactly. And that's what's so dangerous about these proposed changes is because, oh, it's going to go all the way down to preschool, Tim. Preschool grants will be embedded in these changes. And what it's saying is whether you have a true disability or you don't, we're now going to level the playing field and we're going to take away the parental consent. Now, here's my argument to all of this. And this is one of the things I think that I posted in my dissenting comments was we already have enough going on as far as supposed health care in the school system without the parents knowing. And you just brought up some of those examples. I mean, we have others as well where people have uh, misdiagnosed children with some sort of mental disorder and over-medicated or over-therapied them to uh, demise and, and harm. So we have it going on, not just from a physical front, but from a, a mind front as well. So we have to be very, very 
aware of the fact that when you remove parental consent, that gives the school, whether you're in attendance at the school or part of the community that this school is now serving, it is horrible because what else are they going to do that you don't know about? What are they already doing that you don't know about? So, yes, we should be fighting this tooth and nail, not going, well, you know what? There's this dog and pony show over here that I need to go listen to. No, this is coming after your family and saying, we don't give a rat's bottom if your family has the need for special uh, services or you don't. You're going to be thrown in this and we're going to control you because we're better at the family business than you are. Yeah, and half of them can't even, well, I don't, probably a lot more than that, can't even control their own family. So I don't know what puts them in a position to where they tell me and you uh, those kinds of things or the people in our audience. How well, to deal because with they're from the government yes. and they care so much, Tim. I yes. mean, you, all you have to do is look at, who is that? The, the Undersecretary for the Health and Human Services? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was okay. talking, by the way, I his name, I got his name from somebody today because I was making mention of him this morning, which is which was Wednesday morning, I was making mention of him on the show and I said I would call him by his name if I knew it, it was Richard Levine. Richard Levine. That guy. Oh, yeah, but he's going to tell me as Rachel yep. how I'm supposed to run my family. Exactly. Or that he can do a better job. Yeah. He, she, it can do a better job than, than the rest of us. Uh-uh, BS and horse hockey. Yep. All right, let's get into this because this is huge. This document is called the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, Delivering Services in a School-Based Setting, colon, a Comprehensive Guide to Medicaid Services and Administrative Claiming. And you've got it there, and I urge people, go through and, and look at this because it is setting up so much tyrannical, draconian garbage and using the school as the vehicle and again remember because this is tying it to public private hybrid uh magnet homeschool any kind of school it's not going to exempt your family you have to fight this you have to be the one to say not on my watch because they are coming after you will it come to the point that they're banging on your door it may and if you don't know your fourth amendment right you better start learning it well they're using the kids for the collateral on this too oh absolutely they are because after all if we have all these school-based services tim guess what their their outcomes will be so much better. And remember, outcomes is a government definition of who you are supposed to be, how you're supposed to think, feel, behave, act, uh, learn, and go perform in society. It is not leaving you the opportunity to be that God-given person that you were supposed to be under his perusal. And this is very very concerning it should be to everyone because again this doesn't go just after the kids this is meant to take us as well tim and put us into that government controlled healthcare system 
So when I say this is coming after the family, I mean this is coming after the family and we're using school and education to do it. So let me get into this particular school-based service. Now, what you'll need to understand is because this is going to use a lot of billing codes, you're going to need to learn what those codes are because they will use them against your family. You will find that towards the back of the document. I had my husband print this out for me, so I just wanted to point that out. You're going to see that it goes into detail over the IDEA funding and Section 504, which that would be where all those services are. Early education, that means preschool. Expanding services beyond individual education uh, programs, that would be um, those specialized education plans that special needs children have. All right, we also have mental health and substance abuse in your school, those services in your school. Then it goes into the parental consent. Does it go as far as these proposed changes that the Department of Ed is after removing consent? You bet your sweet bippy it does. It goes into how the state legislative appropriations need to be taken, how intergovernmental transfers of these funds and services will go, participation in non-federal share for public, charter, and private schools is in here, payments to non-school providers for services provided in schools. So what that means is it means that if you have a contract with a local healthcare professional, in order for them to participate in the school, Tim, they will have to become Medicaid qualified. If they don't, they cannot offer uh, the service to your school, nor can they enter into a contract with your school. So all those independent doctors that we are relying on, this is going to uh, set them apart. This is going to marginalize them. This is going to set them up to be picked on because, oh, well, if you're practicing medicine or healthcare or however you want to say it, and you're not medically uh, or Medicaid certified, we can't use you. Now, that's a good thing because that shows us who our real friends are when it comes to helping take care of our bodies, but it's also a bad thing for them because it's going to set them up to, uh, be forced into things maybe that they don't want to. So, you know, this is going to pit us versus them, basically, and it's going to use health care. Then it's going to go on to tell you in this particular document what else we're going to do. Uh, response to interventions, uh, vaccines for children, that's in here as well. You brought that up. Additional resources for school-based services and how to put this plan into motion and it's using several states as the models. Colorado is one of the biggest models. So if you want to understand what is going on, go look at what's happening in Colorado. Uh, I know South Carolina is also brought up as an example uh, in this, Tim. Colorado, Missouri, there are at least 14 other states who are implementing all these changes as well. It goes on to tell you as far as these codes, let me get into the codes because this is really, really key to this because I want folks to understand. This even goes into how a school uses their curriculum and their lesson planning. And oh, believe you me, if it doesn't include your family, they're going to show you, oh, well, here's how it needs to include your family. All right. 
we have here are the possible here are the positions this is on page 149 tim that will direct medical services this again is based on the colorado uh, model physicians psychiatrists nurse practitioners registered nurse licensed practical nurse nurse aide health technician personal care aide teachers aide bus or vehicle aides, psychologists, school psychologists, counselors, social workers, clinical social workers, marriage and family therapists, applied behavior analysts, speech language pathologists, speech language pathologist candidate. So we're not even licensed there. Speech language pathology assistant, audiologist, audiology candidate. Again, are you licensed? Speech and language impairment teachers, occupational therapists, Certified Occupational Therapy Assistant, Physical Therapist, Physical Therapy Assistant, or any other job category that is outlined. Again, this is using Colorado as the example in the Colorado Medicaid State Plan. It goes on to tell you as far as the cost in your school, who, here's who it's going to involve. Your administrators, your counselors, your interpreters, interpreter assistants. Pupil support services, administrators, psychologists, interns, special education administrators, program specialists, psychologists, social workers, orientation and mobility specialists, resource specialists and family liaisons, school bilingual assistants, nurses, special education teachers, and any other group, Tim, or individual that may be identified by the district and approved by your state department. Seems like a lot of people there that uh, some of this, I don't even understand why they need to be in there in the first place. Because we're offering school-based health care ad nauseum. And so if we're going to rope in all these people, now notice most of those were administration because as I pointed out on the show I did last night, the person who I was interviewing with said, well, you know, she had direct conversations with a lot of special needs parents. They're starving for this money. It is being cut off from them because it's going to all those who are running the programs. Now, here's Interesting. why I, I think it's go ahead. I think this is I, I, so probably some people remember their days in elementary school or junior high school. And the only health care you had was a nurse who sat there and basically put a Band-Aid on something or did some hydrogen peroxide on your boo-boo or whatever. And that was it. Or if you felt bad, you had a place to lay down. That was about it. You, I don't even, I think, I think the most they could do was give you like bare baby aspirin or something like that. I don't even, I don't even think it went past that. Well, you know, I don't know because I grew up in the forest county in the entire state of Georgia and we were so poor, Tim, we couldn't have a school nurse. Y'all couldn't you know even pay attention, school, could you? You know who the school nurse was? It was your mom. And your dad, because they would go, they would send you to the office and they would call mom and dad and mom and dad would come and get you. And if it wasn't mom and dad, it would be grandma or grandpa. That was the school nurse. And, you know, I was okay with that. So these people who talk about, oh, well, we had school nurses and blah, blah, blah. No, we had a, we had one school counselor. That was it. And sometimes she would have to be the one that gave you the aspirin or had to, you know, go lay down somewhere. Not what we're seeing today, because if you'll remember some of the shows that we've talked about, these these quasi-services. Remember when we did the show where we were talking about the Planned Parenthood was setting up offices in the schools? 
Well, that goes into part of this uh, uh, government-based uh, health care center that they're turning schools in to. And the reason why I wanted people to know the codes is because if you don't know where they're going to slot your family, you can't fight that. But if you know where they're going to slot your family, you can you could stand a chance. So they've got outreach is going to cover any non-Medicaid service, Tim. So if it's attached to the school base and it's non-Medicaid, they're going to bill it as outreach. So when you hear community outreach applied to this, that's what you need to think of. Now, you'll find these codes. They start on page 160. Okay. Then you have outreach for Medicaid services. So that's a that's two different codes using the same name. So you would need to understand one is for non-Medicaid services, one is for Medicaid services. We have another one uh, that does this with enrollment, facilitating non-Medicaid or eligibility determination. And then we have under enrollment, those who fit in the box. So you have one for those who possibly could fit, and then you have one for once we put you there. That's what I want folks to remember, okay? So one's got your foot in the door, the other one, you're squarely in the door, okay? Here's the big one, number three, educational services. Look at the broad blanket, school-related and educational services. That's a huge category where a lot of this will be thrown into, Tim, and it'll be done in the name of, oh, we really care about you, but this is where it's going to hide. This is where a lot of the uh, the vaccine stuff will hide as well, as well as the gender bending and the overreaches into the mental health and everything else. Okay, then we have direct non-IEPs broken into two categories. Then we have the free care which will now include dentistry, vision, family planning, uh, mental health, substance abuse. Then you get into transportation. Because after all, if we can't get you to the school, Tim, we're going to find a way to, to get transportation to get you there. Okay. And it goes on from there. I don't know if we have time enough to go through all of them, nor should we need to. But I'm trying to give you an example of why it is that you need to be concerned about this because it will go into explanation after you see these charts. It goes into the explanation. Okay, well, here's what the outreach is going to cover. And here's where I want you to, to see this. Non-medical social, which would be your supplemental nutrition assistance program. SNAP benefits. We talked about how those were roped into every student succeeds as well. Vocational, general health, and educational programs including special needs, how to access them. So in other words, if you don't know how to get into this system, Tim, they're going to coach you into it. And what because, page are we on so I can show the audience I'm here? sorry. This is 164. I'm so sorry. That's I okay. No, I just that. wanted to make sure that, that they're yeah. being able to keep up with you. Oh, yeah. In this example, informing families about the wellness programs, Tim, and how to access those programs. Again, we're going to coach you right into being government nanny stated. Scheduling and promoting activities which educate individuals about the benefits of a healthy lifestyle and practice. Under whose parameter? Will it be your family's parameter of what your healthy lifestyle is? No, 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 no. It's the government. Conducting general health education programs or campaigns addressed to the general population. This is their, gov this is their excuse to get out into the community. Sorry about that. All right, conducting uh, outreach campaigns directed toward encouraging persons to access 
social, educational, legal, and other services not covered by Medicaid. Assisting in early identification of students with special medical, dental, mental health needs through various child find activities and other outreach activities that are 100% funded by the state general revenue. So this is the federal government getting around funding what's going on, saying, oh yeah, we're gonna hand it to the state. And somehow once we magically transfer it from the federal government to the state uh, uh, jackpot, it somehow makes it okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I again, I, this is going to have to be something that the people are going to have to stand against. And I, you know, I, I, I can, I can hear the people um, saying like what you said before, well, if we comment, if we do this, it's just not going to do anything this, that, and the other. And that's, that's that mentality. And I get it. I get the, I mean, frankly, yeah. everybody knows where I'm at with DC. I think we just need to abolish the whole daggum thing and start again. Right. But the fact wow. of the matter is you've got to get the states on board to do that. And that's going to happen at the local level. You've got to push wow. those kinds of things from the local level. And um, until the people are ready to do it, they're, they're not going to do it. And, you know, Lynn, let's be honest about it. Uh, for I don't know how many years, the, the, the state has been attacking the family oh, yeah. um, for a long time. I mean, through wars, through... Uh, mm -hmm. the in, in industry and things of that nature, and they've left off teaching their children. And again, uh, if this were Rotten to the Core Wednesday, uh, you know, I would continually go back to what God says in Deuteronomy. And I'm going to do that in case we have new listeners, because yeah. you need to hear this. God has warned us to do this for our children uh, so that they'll have a future and so that they remember who the God is that brought them into the world, who the one's going to take them out, who the one who's, who's the one who sustains them during that. And they need to know this. This is Deuteronomy 6. It's the commands that God gave to his people. These are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments. This is the law. I don't care what man writes. If it doesn't comport to God's law, it is not law. It is pretended law. And our forefathers threw this off in the Declaration of Independence. They called it pretended legislation. And they said, when the king came to get them over the pretended legislation, it was for pretended crimes. So God says, these, this is real law. These are the commands, the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God. That's Yahweh. That's what the capital Lord is there to keep all his statutes and all his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son. So he's multi-generational in his pursuit of people obeying what he said all the days of thy life and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee and the land that floweth with milk and honey. And then he charges them again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I, I don't understand what you taught me about, you know, keeping these commands. I, I want you to teach them to your kids. But he says, you got to have it in you first, dads. And, and that's specifically yeah. who he's talking to is the men here. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. So it's got to be in dad's heart first. And boy, we could go back to 
the Elijah who was to come, John the Baptist, and we could go back to the prophecy about him saying that he would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and children to the fathers, right? And thou shalt teach them diligently and thy children shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And it was for a blessing for the people. Because they would be well, obedient to God, God would see their obedience, he, he would continue to bless them just as he promised he would in the law. Yeah, and, you know, name me one example in the Bible where we were told, oh, yes, run down to the schoolhouse to get your medicine. You're not. Or your medical needs. Or where in the Bible does it say, oh, yes, let's put your health care in the government's hands. Or to go to the schoolhouse to be educated. That was in the home. Right, exactly. Uh, let's go back to, and that's, you know, that's a good point because it's not there because it wasn't needed. And, you know, it's still not needed. But we have our government who is bending over backwards saying, oh, yes, here it is. You're going to have it. And you're going to like it. Uh, I do want to go back to this guide, though, and I want to go to page six, Tim, because people may not see how schools are really going to be able to pull this off. And I want to show them. Okay, which one are we on? Okay, this, this, I'm sorry, this okay. is the, the Health and Human Services. Gotcha. We're going to go back to that, but we want to go to page six. We've shown page them the codes. We've shown them some of the explanations, but I want them to see how they're going to put this in the school. Okay? okay. And remember, they're doing this through the states. All right. While schools are the setting for and can be providers of Medicaid and CHIP-covered services, which is Children's Health Insurance Program, the state Medicaid CHIP agency has the leading role in determining, Tim, which services are covered by Medicaid and CHIP when furnished in or by schools and how school-based providers are paid. These decisions may be made in consultation with the LEAs, which is the local education agent, or the SEA, the state education agent. And as we laid out during our five years together, LEAs and SEAs are under the thumb of the Every Student Succeeds Act. And that doesn't mean it's just your school. It means anything that can attach itself to school in the name of education or related services. Okay. But ultimately, it is the state Medicaid CHIP agent's responsibility to determine how Medicaid and CHIP-covered school-based services are implemented in each state. It goes on to tell you that it will provide medical and administrative services directly. It will show you how the provider can submit claims on behalf of the school. It will go on to tell you that third-party payers other than Medicaid and CHIP in other words, mom or dad's uh, health insurance through their job uh, and how those will impact what's paid for and what's not paid for. Uh, now, here's one paragraph that was the almost verbatim language in the Department of Education's proposal. OK, here it is. It's that second paragraph on page six. States and school based providers have relied on Medicaid and CHIP for decades to pay for covered services furnished to students with disabilities under the Individuals with Disability Education Act. Now, under IDEA, students with disabilities have an individualized education program or an IEP that can include both education and healthcare-related services. And since 2014, 
School-based services can be covered for any student enrolled in Medicaid or CHIP for any health service covered in the state, including routine preventative care, which would be where your vaccines come in. Um, hang on just a second, lost my place. Behavioral health, those mental health overreaches that we've been uh, so seeing ramp up and ongoing primary care and treatment, regardless of whether the student is generally charged for these services when it's furnished by the school. It goes on to tell you that it will use your local education agencies to deliver these school-based services in a manner that will allow that local education agent or your school to obtain all the payments for which they could qualify, and then to increase access to covered services for students, including mental health. This will also tie in Health and Human Services in consultation with the U.S. Department of Education. So you remember all those shows I did where I kept bringing up the fact that in Every Student Succeeds Act, the one department that got the biggest power increase was not the Department of Education. It was what? It was the Department of Health and Human Services. And we're seeing that now come back and bite us in the bohunky. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how they're going to insert it into your school is through your local education agent, which could be your school board, but it could also be the doctor's office who they've now gone into partnership with. All right. So what can the people do? We, we've talked about this uh, the federal register. People can still go over there. Uh, I find it interesting. Can. Yeah, I find it interesting. Let me show you this. This um Right. As you said, they have 1,076 comments that they've received. Now, if you click on that, it comes right yeah. back to the Federal Register. If you click on this view posted comments, you want to read some of the comments. Look at what they look like. You have oh, to, I know. You have to click through every single one of them to, to read it. You have to click through every one of them. And let me tell you, when I did that, the very first time there were 12 comments, every one of them was going, oh, we're in the administrative end of this and removing the parental consent is going to be such a great thing because it's going to make my job easier. You're sacrificing a family's right to protect their children to make your job easier and, and data align it to several other uh, ways to control your family. How does that make it justifiable? But this is the garbage that is being put out there. Now, I have read some, I've clicked through some of the comments, and they are very much in opposition. I know um, mine was, was very uh, rude, but let's, it let's, needed to be. Yeah, let's, let's give an example. This is, the this is just the first one that I pulled up yeah. here. Uh, yeah. It says, this rule change is unacceptable. Now, unfortunately, the person doesn't say it's unacceptable because you guys shouldn't be in here in the first place. Tenth Amendment says this. We're in Article One. Does the federal government have anything to do with education at all or health care for that matter? Uh, it says this rule of change is unacceptable. First, the focus should be on fully funding IDEA. What? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. What? Yep. Not on drawing from other needed funds. The school accessing a child's insurance could have the effect of hindering the child from receiving needed services outside school. Schools do not provide clinic equivalent services and they're oh that's what they want to do though uh, oh communism. yeah, yeah and therefore, this is a good thing yeah they want see this is where communism goes they want to control everything and in america mm -hmm. they're doing it incrementally slowly one step at a time so <clears throat> therefore they should uh, should not receive funding intended for medically necessary clinics 
services. Additionally, equal treatment of children with and without disabilities is essentially discriminatory since ADA requires equitable treatment uh, following or excuse me, allowing children to receive treatment according to their level and type of need. One size fits all changes to existing IDEA policy is a step backward for disability and education rights. Well, let's just say what the person's actually doing. They are just, they are just, this person, whoever commented, is just behind the lawless nature of what the federal government is doing in education and healthcare as any communist would be. Yeah. Just as, just as, just as they're supporting the lawlessness of it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's absolutely insane. I know, uh, like I said, there were, there were so many from the administration side going, oh, yes, well, you know, getting parental consent is such a bother. Oh, parents are such in our way of getting our job done. They should be in the way. I mean, it's their children. Yeah, well, uh, sadly for many, they haven't taken that responsibility seriously, and they continue to dump them off at the public indoctrination centers we call public schools and think their kids are being educated. I mean, that's well, what they're told. And so they <laughs> just believe that these these people who occupy the schools know better how to teach their kids than they do whom God told to teach their kids. And now it's going to say, oh, well, they can take better uh, physical care of you, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Let's think about all of the inappropriate relationships that go on. Well, not just, yeah, not just that. I mean, we're seeing a yeah. lot of that with teachers and, and, and kids uh, and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. Uh, but also the mental, the emotional things, you know, oh, things yeah. that mom and dad are supposed to be there for that if the kid, you know, when they're mm -hmm. young, they cry that something hurt their feelings or this, that and the other. Instead of mom and dad being there to instruct them in the ways of the Lord and help them see the world for the way it is and encourage them, pray with them and build them up, they're going to get some shrink going in there and then they're going to put them on some kind of meds. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're going to be controlled and they're going to be going, they're going to be going in there. They're either a zombie or they're going to be a school shooter or something else. And so it, it's all set up for failure. None of this oh, is it, set it, up it to for anybody oh, to it, succeed. It, it absolutely is. But, you know, you asked what we could do. Yes, we can register dissent, but we also need to do much more than that. We need to do our homework, look at these guides, learn how they're planning on putting this in and fight that at the local level because you can do it. You can't, you shouldn't do it by yourself though. You will be absolutely run up the flagpole if you do that. We need to band together. I mean, these are the simple solutions that we have talked about for I don't know how long, Tim, but this is where we really need to put the rubber to the road because we are running out of time. I mean, when you've got a representative who's saying, okay, I'm coming after the homeschool families with this garbage, that, that was the last uh, nonconformist group. And they're coming, they've made it known they are coming after that group. There needs to be such an outrage and uproar. Okay, people are talking about, oh, yes, because of COVID, since COVID and all this, you know, we now have 49% of the nation is homeschooled. Okay, you want to keep it free of government. You have to fight this. Yeah. Well, again, I, I don't, I, all we can do is tell the people. Yeah. Uh, I am thinking, though, that this might be something for Dave Jose to put mm -hmm. together a notification so that people can get involved and start notifying their representatives. Hey, we're putting right. you on notice yeah. that you're acting criminally. You're acting mm -hmm. against the constitution, both 
uh, usually of the state, even if you take federal money from, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I know in South Carolina uh, constitution, even where it references education, which I still, I still think is pretended legislation. People can say what they want to about me, but I, I still think it's pretended legislation because God said it's parents' responsibility. So, but I don't think they have anywhere where they say they have to, they say, well, we have to take federal money. No, the U S constitution still stands in opposition of that saying, we didn't give you authority over, or to make law about this. So we didn't give you authority to fund it. Yeah. And we got to put them on notice about that and give them, give them a space to repent and then come up. And then we've got to start dealing some blows to these guys to draw them back in to conform to the law. And people have been ignorant of these things. You know, fortunately you and some others have been out there to educate people on mm-hmm. what's actually going on. And I know there's people in this audience who actually take the information that you give and they actually run with it and they actually do something in their, their, their city and, or their county. And we absolutely need to, to thank them and encourage them because without Amen. them, yes. a lot of folks wouldn't know, but we've got to do even more. This is, it absolutely just blows my mind, Tim. Like I said, this is one of the first times I've seen where we've got a proposal on one hand and we're not going to wait for the folks to really finish even weighing in. And then on the other hand, okay, we're going to take some of that same verbiage and we're going to go ahead and start setting it in stone. That's yep. huge. Yeah. And we shouldn't miss it. Amen. Amen. Lynn, uh, we got about a minute and a half. I don't want to rush you too much, but you've got a, you've got a lot of shows you're doing. You've got a website, social media. So I want to give you plenty of time where you're not feeling like you're rushed. Tell people where they can find out more about you. <laughs> okay. CommonCoreDiva.com. If you, as usual, if you uh, wish to financially bless any of the work that I do, including getting that school choice information kit, there's the donate button. Now under the donate button, you have a choice. You can go straight into a financial blessing if you want, or you can go get those uh, school choice kits. And what comes with a school choice kit for a suggested donation? Um, uh, Charlotte Iserbeet's bumper sticker, access to her articles on the dangers of school choice and how both the Republicans and the Democrats are, are screwing us six ways to Sunday on school choice. You'll get uh, access to webinars that uh, Suzanne and I did featuring school choice and how it's unconstitutional, as well as how it's going to go after your voting rights as well. So we've got lots of hard copy resources. I've also put together a one-page primer for folks to give to their uh, representatives, their school board members, to anyone who wants to learn the truth about how toxic school choice is. So that's available on the blog. You can find me on uh, The Reason We Learn. That's with Deb Philman. You can find me uh, hopefully coming back very soon, Catching Fire News. I'm over on Breaking News Journal on um, Roku and Amazon, I believe it is. Uh, we also have that. Then there's uh, the conservative network. I was on Pastor Greg Young's show just last week talking about this as well. So, yes, lots and lots of things going on. Okay. All right. Lynn Taylor, the Concord Diva, thank you so much for joining us. Hang on. I'll say thank goodbye you. to you off air. Catch Bradley at 3. Lord willing, we'll see you back in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher. Don't miss it.